millions of Christians face intense persecution and risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Vom Oz Radio supports persecuted Christians, giving a voice to the testimony of those who have been denied a voice. Our programs inform and encourage Christians in Australia and around the world to mobilize and to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted. My name is Todd Nettleton. Thank you for joining us again this week on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Last week, we began a conversation with a courageous gospel worker. He helps The Voice of the Martyrs deliver Bibles all over China, where he has been involved in ministry literally for decades. We're just going to call him Brother Joel. He's one of our sort of first-name-only guests for his security Last week, he gave us an update on how coronavirus is affecting the church in China. We heard how some believers are thriving, even as church buildings are being torn down. A series of new laws under Chinese President Xi Jinping have made it more difficult for Christians. Yet, Brother Joel says it's a time of great harvest for God's kingdom. If you missed any of last week's conversation, you can hear it on our website, vomradio.net, or wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for VOM Radio. I asked Brother Joel about visitors to China. In the past, a Christian like you or me could go and find a job in China, maybe as a teacher or a businessman. Then we could share the gospel one-on-one with our neighbors. We could live as a spiritual lighthouse in that country. I asked Brother Joel if that's become more difficult under some of these new regulations and rules. Well, beginning with the major organizations, I won't publicly call names, but every major ministry that you can think of uh, that had many missionaries in China have all been visited by the police and they've either been immediately forcibly removed by cancellation of visa, or they've been threatened to the point that the missionaries just decided to leave on their own. So most missionaries, when I say most, that would be more than 50%. And this is my guess, my estimation from the people I know and the number of organizations that I relate to, I would say well over half, significantly over half of the missionaries who were working in China are not there now. Start, it started with one group in the early part of 2018, and they just, within a matter of two or three weeks, they threw out everybody in that organization. And then in one weekend in the country, and there was another organization that had 1,000 missionaries stationed in China. And in one Friday night and Saturday time frame, all of them were visited by the police in every province where they lived. It's obviously being organized and directed at the highest national level. What what are those conversations like? When the police show up, what do they say? Because these are people who have a visa. In many cases, they may have lived there for years. They speak the language. What is the police's reason for saying, hey, we just canceled your visa? Well, in the cases that I have heard, and I've talked to many, in every case I've heard, this, the conversation goes like this. The police show up and they say, now, we know who you are. We know you work with this organization. We know you've been doing this and this and this, and uh, we don't want you to do that anymore, so you have to be gone in 48 hours. 
That's kind of the end of the conversation. So a short conversation. Wow. Like in one case, they would take you out for tea. So one uh, missionary who actually married a Chinese national and has three children, they took him for a long tea. And so there were three men. Their names were Liu, Ling, and Larry. And they sat and poured tea and talked to him and told him everything that he had done over the years just to intimidate him. But to date, because he has a national wife, uh, his wife is a, still a citizen of China, they've allowed him, but they let him know, they've allowed him to stay, but they, they've allowed him to know that they know everything about you. You know, every missionary who goes into China, we say under the cover of some tent making, everybody is known if they're a missionary. The Chinese government knows everything about everybody. So as a as a gospel worker yourself, how do you process that? How does that make you feel to know that everything you have done, probably every conversation you've had, every time you've gone out to dinner, uh, somebody's been watching you and, and jotting down who you're talking to and, and maybe even what you're saying. How do you deal with that kind of sort of oppression? Well, I have to just be comfortable with that. We try to live uh, small. We try to live quietly. But we know that they know as much as they want to know about us. We know there's no way to keep anything secret unless the Lord wants it to be secret. And God will blind their eyes when he wants to blind their eyes. We've endured persecution in more than one time. We've been threatened more than one time. And I always figure God put me here. I'm going to be here till God sends me home. I don't care what you say. Amen. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Joel. He helps us deliver Bibles all over China. Between the new laws and the persecution that's going on and the coronavirus, what has all that meant for efforts to distribute the Bible? It's become much more difficult. We know of a situation in one part of the country I'm familiar with where we were printing a large number of children's Bibles. And we were printing them because it was impossible to purchase. And children are one of the most persecuted groups in China. There's a lot of pressure uh, on the leaders and on families not to proselytize anyone under the age of 18. So because of that, it seems like the Lord has encouraged us to do more in the area of child evangelism and child discipleship, and we can't find children's Bibles, so we were forced to go ahead and print them. And we heard about one young worker who was found out printing about 10,000 Bibles. He's been in jail for about six months now, waiting for a prison sentence, which could go to 20 years on four counts. So in that province, we know of two other Christians who were arrested for printing Bibles. If a ministry in the past purchased, legally purchased Bibles from Amity Press and distributed them, those Bibles are becoming a lot harder to find. In fact, the Chinese government, the, the Chinese Communist Party is writing a new Bible. I have heard something about that. They, they 
don't like the current translation because it's not loyal enough to the Communist Party. Yes. Talk a little bit about that new translation and and what that project means for Christians in China. Well, it means that uh, they're going to collect all the Bibles that they can, little by little. They're going to stop printing, and they have already stopped printing large numbers of Bibles. It's already stopped getting very difficult to find the Bibles we need. And slowly they're just going to replace that with a Bible that is communist, that preaches the support of the national nationalistic interest and support and the philosophy of the Communist Party. Now, this process is in the early stages. It has not been finished. There's nothing been published, but we know it's going on. And... This whole idea of Sinicization, what is it about Christianity that they think is not Chinese or doesn't fit with Chinese culture? Well, first of all, there is a kingdom of God. Communist, and especially the Communist Party of China, cannot recognize any other kingdom within the borders of their nation other than the kingdom of the Communist Party. So if you even say there's a kingdom of God, that is something they have to destroy. That concept has to be destroyed in their minds. Secondly, the first commandment to all Christians is that our loyalty goes to Christ first. This goes back to the days of the Roman Empire. The emperors of Rome really didn't care what God you worshipped or how you worshipped him. Just as long as you build an altar to the emperor first, and do sacrifice and give honor and praise to him. If you give him your first loyalty, then you can do whatever you want after that. And this is the issue with the Communist Party, the Chinese Communist Party, especially since President Xi Jinping has been in power. They are demanding that every citizen of China commit their first loyalty to the Communist Party of China. Thirdly, the whole concept of Christianity is against repression, which they're in favor of. It's against murdering children, which they do. 400 million, they've murdered with abortion. Treating people with violence, murder, disappearing, torture, everything that they are about, the scripture is against it. So they have to start fresh and, and just write a new Bible. They have to. They can't accept anything Jesus said. So it's going to be interesting to see what that Bible looks like, I believe. It will be interesting, and uh, I think it it furthers the understanding of why we need to keep distributing Bibles in China, even though it is illegal, even though people are in jail right now for being a part of that. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Joel. Brother Joel, I'll never forget the, the first time we did an interview for VOM Radio uh, you were talking about the annual review process that you go through with your staff in China who are a part of this Bible distribution efforts. And I think of it every single year when I do my employee appraisal, which I'm going through right now. But you said at that time that every year as a part of that, you ask them, are you willing to go to prison for three years to keep doing this work, to keep doing this Bible work? Uh, and if they said no, then really they needed to find a different job because that was the reality that, hey, you could go to prison for three years. What is that conversation like now? Because the persecution now is, is worse than it was when we had that conversation several years ago. How does that go with your workers 
and and what do they say when you ask them that question well we're still having the conversation the difference is some of the people who answered yes god has taken them up on that and permitted them to be arrested and they're now facing five ten years in prison and so the conversation is less hypothetical and it's more reality now in the past we would have that discussion and occasionally somebody would chuckle a little bit and say oh yeah but that's not going to happen this year we know it's very likely to happen and so we don't think in terms of three years but we think in terms of five to ten years very good friend of mine who was doing a great work in china he's a chinese fellow with an american green card was arrested and is now doing seven years in prison. It's not just the length of time. Twelve friends of mine were arrested and were locked in a cave and held there for a long time, being brainwashed and deprogrammed against the faith. Other people are harassed to the point that their children lapse into deep depression because the children are so affected by the threats and the constant harassment from the government. So the suffering that comes through persecution is very real and it's more severe for more people than it ever has been. And yet you're not having trouble finding workers. What what is it that motivates them to say, yes, I am willing to go to prison for five or even 10 years to do this work? I'll tell you, Todd, 35 years I've worked in communist countries. Not every year, but I started 35 years ago. 20 years in mainland China. I believe I have never seen a time where the Christians who I know have more of a deep, settled peace and joy and hope than they do right now. Their happiness seems more genuine. Their peace is beyond what I could have. And they've just committed themselves to the fact that I might have to suffer for Christ, but that's okay. Because this world's not my home. I'm just passing through, as the old song says. I've never seen this at any time in China in greater reality than it is right now. And what an amazing thing that is, as we've talked about you know, more persecution, new laws, more oppression, more churches being closed, and you say more peace and joy among the followers of Christ. Right. There's a real sense among the church that this is not going to be lasting very long. It's like the Lord has told them, I'm sending release for your nation. and I'm sending it soon. Many of them believe that. Well, I, I pray that that is true. And, and I I just think about that question. And again, you know, like I say, every year when I go through my my own employee appraisal process, I think of our Chinese brothers and sisters being asked that question. Hey, are you ready to go to jail for five years to do this work? Uh, what an amazing example to us. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Joel. He helps VOM deliver Bibles uh, all over China. Joel, what are the biggest needs for the church right now? Well, right now, of course, prayer for them is the biggest need because they're facing things that no one has faced. And I think prayer has 
caused the change of their attitude in this situation. There's one story I want to just drop in here. Recently, a Christian told me, I said, how has all this affected you? And he said, uh, well, we, we lived through the coronavirus. We've lived through this two years of extreme persecution. And we just decided none of that killed us. So nothing's going to. None of that <laughs> killed our faith. And so nothing, you can't throw any more at us than you've thrown at us. So we're just going to go full bull for Christ. Amen. So talking about the greatest needs of China, of course, prayer is the most important thing. Um, we, we need Bibles. We definitely need Bibles. And right now, because I think because of prayer, the prayers of God's people, you know, there have always been in the last few years, they've been there have been there's been a website that has Bibles, audio Bibles, and Bibles you can download onto your telephone or your computer or your tablet. And amazingly, those websites have not been blocked. So that is a great way. So let's pray for those websites to continue to stay open. But especially the older people, they can't function with that. So they need more Bibles. And so pray that God will keep those doors open. Thirdly, if a church had, for instance, if a church had 150 people with one pastor, and then they had to divide into small group churches, whereas they had one pastor, now they have to have 10. So overnight, there's a need for 10 times the number of trained pastors. So I'm working as diligently as I can to put together a training course that can be distributed digitally. We don't have to print books and we don't have to go online if it's blocked, but they need more training. Pastors need more materials to study with. So those are the greatest needs. Okay, so that, that can help to guide our prayers. What types of work is VOM doing to help meet some of those needs? VOM is doing children's work also. I forgot to mention that. So there's a large project. I can't speak too much about it on the air, but there's a very large project for discipling and evangelizing children that we're in the process of launching. And so children's ministry, number one. VOM is continuing to supply tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Bibles each year. VOM is constantly investigating and searching for every method possible to get a Bible and put it in the hands of the Christian. And we're being successful, being very successful. Uh, the Communist Party is very afraid of children hearing the gospel and being discipled. What does that mean or what does that look like for churches that gather together and maybe have a Sunday school class for kids or for a school that was, you know, teaching Christian principles at the school. How, how does that play out? Well, the way it plays out is the police have visited those places and told them to stop. And um, they've threatened a lot of people. They've threatened families and they've threatened children in the schools. They take even very small children, kindergarten, first grade age children. And uh, they normally stand the children up, the teacher does, and lines them up around the walls of the classroom. And then the teacher goes one by one and looks at the child and say, does your mom and dad talk about religion? Do you ever talk about Jesus? Are you a Christian? 
So they're interrogating the children in front of their peers in the classroom where they'll be more intimidated. And then they go to threaten the families. So they, they turn the children into spies against their own parents. Yes, they intimidate the children to tell what's going on. Wow. So that's another thing we can add to our prayer list is just the, for, for children of Christians to grow in the faith and to grow in courage to be able to stand up to that kind of pressure. Yes. We've been talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Joel. He helps Voice of the Martyrs deliver Bibles all over China, uh, working with a staff who literally are putting their lives at risk, putting their freedom at risk to get God's Word into the hands of Chinese Christians. Brother Joel, I always enjoy the opportunities we have for conversation. Thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Well, thank you for the opportunity. China is a very difficult place to understand. Today, there's a lot of negativity spoken because of the coronavirus and many things that have been uncovered about the spying and different issues. But um, I think we need to be very careful, Todd, that we view China the way God views China. They're not our enemy. They're simply a nation that needs Christ. And we need a God-sized vision for the nation of China. We need to feel what God feels. We need to see as God sees. And we need to act to do what God tells us to do. So I'd like to just recommend or plead with every believer who has any heart for China, every missionary who doesn't know what their future is going to be because their visa has been removed or they're afraid that their visa is going to be removed. I'm suggesting that they get alone with God, with only their Bible and a notebook and a pen, and they stay there and pray until they've heard the voice of God about their future and the nation of China, because there are 1.3 billion lost souls in that country, and our job is not finished yet. We cannot be afraid of the coronavirus. We cannot be afraid of communist oppression. We cannot be afraid of the threats. We only have to fear not doing what the Lord has asked us to do. Amen. Brother Joel, thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thanks a lot, Todd. It's always a great honor. I feel honored and privileged to do anything with Voice of the Martyrs because they are truly one of the greatest organizations in the world. Through the years that I've worked with VOM, I've seen known them to be a group with integrity and with passion for Christ and his suffering people. Well, it's our honor to work with you, to work with the staff who, who you have put together in China. And uh, what, a, what a privilege, what an amazing blessing to be able to provide a Bible for someone who needs it for someone who may have prayed for a copy of the Bible literally for years. And again, we thank Brother Joel for being our guest. I hope you will join us again next week as we continue to talk about what God is doing around the world, how he is working even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of oppression, to build his kingdom and to build his church. Join us again next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. 
As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, Voice for the Persecuted.